0: episode number two zero five. Hello, hello. You're listening to the Career Changemaker podcast. Having the courage to leave a career that you have worked hard to build and try something else can be tough. So in each episode, we dive into key career change strategies so that you have a clear understanding of what is required to transition into a new role or a new industry hope you are well. I'm going to be talking about three career mistakes that most women make in their mid-30s. So why am I talking about this topic today? Well, yesterday was my husband's birthday and he has now entered the final year of his 30s and we were born in the same year and so I'm about to enter the final year of my 30s, very, very soon. And it got me contemplating and thinking about what kind of career decisions did I make in my 30s that were different to my 20s? And what lessons have I learned? And I was also thinking about the various clients that I've worked with, the people that I speak to who are typically in their mid to late 30s, right? And I noticed that there are patterns that come up Um, there are things that I see time and time again that I think we can address as ways that we can be more strategic about our careers moving forward. So I'm going to talk about three main mistakes that I see and I'm going to talk about why I think these are a problem and how we can look at things differently. Okay, So the first mistake that I see is that many of us either don't have or fail to update our career development strategy in your 30s. And let me explain why I think that is the case. So when you're first starting out in your career, so when you're in your 20s, it's all about you establishing yourself for many people. So you may well still be studying, you may well be a trainee. So I'm going to use the example of being a lawyer because that's my background and that's where I started. But I think it applies across the board. So in your 20s, you're just trying to get in. Right, you're just trying to get in, you're trying to get your foot in the door, you're trying to understand the space in which you're working, you're trying to absorb and understand the landscape that you're in, you're just trying to figure it all out. In your 20s, it's like you land the job, but then you've got to do the job and you've got to acclimatize the environment, you've got to adjust, and you've just got to figure out what is it I'm supposed to be doing. So because you're in a stage of figuring things out, in your twenties, you're very much looking externally for guidance. So you're looking at, okay, what is the status quo here? How do people normally do things? What am I supposed to be doing? So we may be looking at blogs. We may be looking at careers advice. We may be looking for guidance as to how you're supposed to establish yourself in your industry. Makes total sense because you've come out of education system where your teachers teach you what to do and tell you what to do. And then you go into the world of work and then it's about you looking at others to tell you what to do. Okay. And that's all well and good. When you get into your 30s and you start doing the work and you start learning and you start developing and you start growing and you start increasing your level of awareness about what actually goes on in the world, that is the point in which you can start to shift your strategy. But many of us don't. So rather than starting to lean into the fact that, oh, I understand this or I get this, oh, okay, well, this is how it's done. Is this how I really want it to be done? Many of us don't take that step to start thinking differently about how we want our careers to go. And we continue to look for external validation. We continue to ask for permission. So you may well be in your mid-30s and saying, you know, the way that my career is going right now and what I'm doing and how I'm doing it isn't really working for me. But instead of really exploring the fact that it's not working for you, you're still looking externally for validation. So looking externally may no longer look like you're looking at how people are doing things, but it may be you asking peers or colleagues or your mentors, is it okay if I did this? Or should I be thinking about this? Or I'm not sure about that. So because you're not used to trusting yourself because you didn't really build up that skill in your 20s because we were looking externally for guidance, when it comes to your mid-30s, you haven't developed that skill set or you haven't developed that muscle. So it's really hard then to switch into a gear where you're actually recognizing that you are now at a stage where you know stuff. You know a lot of stuff. You're probably pretty good at what you do. And you've established yourself to a degree. And so you can start to trust your own judgment in terms of where you want to move in your career going forward. So the biggest thing that I see is there's many people who are are not really leaning into the fact that this is your career. This is your career yours. And you get to be the CEO of your career. You get to decide how you're going to move forward and where you're going to go next. And you get to leverage your existing knowledge about yourself, about the marketplace, about what you like and what you don't like to decide how you're going to navigate things going forward. But you only get to decide if you want to, because you can decide how it's going to go. Or you can say, well, I'm not going to, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait and see how things go. I'm going to wait to see if I get tapped on the shoulder for promotion. I'm going to work really hard and hope that someone notices. I want to establish myself in my industry as a, you know, someone who knows what they're talking about, but I'm not really comfortable with putting myself out there. So I'm just going to wait and see if people notice. And you can take the passive approach or you can take the proactive approach. And those that take the proactive approach are typically those who are going to get ahead and that are going to excel. And sometimes you might be looking and saying, well, this person isn't any more qualified than I am. This person isn't any better than I am. But how come they are getting the opportunity? How come they are being promoted? How come they are able to switch from this industry to that industry? The difference is not so much your experience is not so much your background but it's more about how you view your ability to push things forward it's more about how proactive you are willing to do to be and how much you want to be able to put yourself out there to go for what you want rather than waiting for what you want to materialize so that's the first thing like you need to update your career development strategy Like, if you haven't really thought about what it is you want to be doing with your career in this new phase, in this next phase, and you're still on the same journey that you've been on since your 20s, then there's an opportunity here for you to really think about, well, where am I going and what do I want to be doing? So that's the number one thing. The second mistake that I see is that people are not tracking their metrics, not aware of your metrics, not aware of the data that links to the results that you get. So you may be showing up and doing work, but you're not tracking the output. You're not tracking the results. And here's why this is a a problem. Like you can be showing up and be the best person in terms of your skill set, in terms of your diligence, in terms of your professionalism, your expertise. You can be great. But what about the results? The thing that people remember, the thing that people refer back to are results. Let's just like, if you think about the World Cup, right? This World Cup was crazy. If You watched it. I have a seven-year-old son who is football crazy. And so he had me watching a lot of these matches. There were so many instances in the World Cup where teams won that weren't expected to win, right? It was like, wait, how is Brazil out of the World Cup? Like, what just happened? The thing is, you can be the best team. You can be really, really good at what you do. But ultimately, it's whoever scored the goal, if you performed the whole match but you didn't score a goal, and there's another team that didn't perform as well but they scored the goal, who gets remembered? It's the team that scored the goal because they're the team that won. And so when it comes to what you're doing in a day-to-day on a day-to-day basis in your work, you can be showing up and doing the work, but what are the results though? And what I want you to be doing is tracking your results as you go. Because what's really hard to do, what's really hard to do is recall those results when it comes to review time. If you haven't been tracking what you've been doing over the year and over the the time frame, whether it's quarterly or whether it's a year, you haven't been tracking when you sit down in the meeting and you need to be able to say what it is you've been doing. It's really hard to recall that. It's really hard to recall that information. It's like, I know I've been doing a lot of things. I know I've worked on so many projects. I know I've got some really good results, but right now I just can't remember. Like I can't bring it to the forefront of my mind. And it makes total sense. How many pieces of data do you have in your brain at any given moment? Like there's lots of information that you have to remember. There's lots of things that are in your brain and I call it, you know, like filing cabinets in your brain. So being able to quickly recall information that you haven't really had to revisit since like six months ago, nine months ago, 12 months ago, it's really, really difficult. And so you get into that situation where, you know, when you've been in a conversation with someone And you say something, maybe it's a spouse, and you say, oh, you know, you always do this. And they say, oh, okay, well, give me an example of when I've done that. And you're like, oh, I can't think of an example right now. But I know it's something that you always do. You don't want to be in that situation where you're saying something, but you can't back it up because you can't remember. So an easy way to combat that is for you to be documenting as you go, what are you doing? What results are you getting? Who are you impacting? What results are you getting for your team? What results are you getting for your clients? What results are you getting in your industry? What are you doing? And what results are you getting? Like tracking metrics is such a big thing and it blows my mind how many of my clients don't do this. And when we come to articulating their value, when we come to positioning themselves for opportunities and I'm saying, okay, like let's talk about what you've been able to do. They really have to dig into the archives to be able to say what they've done. But when they do the digging and they bring out the examples of the things that they've done, my mind is blown. I'm like, why is this nowhere? Why do we not have this front and center on your LinkedIn profile? Why don't we have this on your CV and your resume? Why don't we see this? And the reason we don't see it is because you haven't been tracking it. And if you haven't been tracking it, you're not able to recall it. And if you can't recall it, you can't articulate it. So keeping track as you go is very, very important. So that's number two. And then the last thing is underplaying your contribution. And this this kind of links to number two because you need to know what your contribution is so that you can talk about it. But so often I hear women saying we when they really need to be saying I. So when it comes to talking about in an interview situation or it comes to your personal pitch documents, as I call them, when you're talking about what you did, so often you say we, like we worked on this project or we increased revenue for this client by X amount. And it's like, this isn't the time to be talking about the collective. This is the time to be talking about what you did. So I want you to be replacing the we with the I. And rather than thinking about the broad project that we did as a department or as a team, what was your part? Like, what did you do, though? What was the bit that you did in the project, so much so that if you didn't do that, the project would have failed? What was your contribution? And let's talk about that, because when you always talk about the we, it's really hard for you to fully demonstrate and amplify how important your piece was. And when we go back to results, like you want to be able to say, well, what results did I actually get in this situation and how did I make a difference? So I want you to pay attention to how often you do that. And sometimes it isn't always just like when you're describing it. Sometimes it's you responding to people. So if someone says, hey, great job on that project, like you did really well, some of us will respond, oh, you know, it wasn't just me. It was so and so, so and so and so and so. Or, oh, you know, yeah, I had some help from this person, this person, this person. It's great to acknowledge other people, but there's a time and place for that. If someone is acknowledging your contribution, say thank you. Full stop. Period. Done. <laughs> thank you. It's okay. Thank you can be a full sentence. We don't have to say thank you, comma, but I didn't do all of it, or it was so easy, or diminish your contribution. Oh, it was only a little thing. or oh, it only took me half an hour. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how long it took. You did it. You did it and you, make a, you made a difference. You made it, you, you got a result. So acknowledge that. So get into the habit of really owning the contribution that you made. And like I said, there's a time and a place for acknowledging other people. But it isn't the case that you always need to be downplaying your contribution. Because then we get upset when other people are, seem to be advancing ahead of us. Like, why am I being overlooked? Why is my contribution not being recognised? Well, it's like, well, are you really recognising your contribution? Are you really shouting about what it is that you're doing? If you're not willing to stand up for your contribution, if you're not willing to talk about it, how is someone else really going to fully embrace that when they've got their own stuff going on? They've got their own career that they're worried about. They've got their own things that they're doing. So make sure that you are taking the time to track the metrics and then acknowledge the contribution that you're making so that you can talk about it. Let's not be talking in the royal wheeze. Let's talk about what did I do? And if you feel like I can't really pinpoint what I did, then take some time. Take some time and really think about, okay, well, here was the bigger project. Here was the part that I did. Why was that part necessary? How did that play into the bigger picture? How did that help us to get the result? Because there's always pieces to the puzzle that ultimately lead to the end result. That's the reason why we have teams. That's the reason why in companies we're not, looking at companies that are one man band. There are people who are solopreneurs, but even when you're a solopreneur, you still wear lots of hats. So like for me, when I'm running my business, I might be wearing the marketing hat today in the morning. And in the afternoon, I'm wearing the delivery hat when I'm coaching clients. So I'm in my different roles, even though I'm the same person, but within an organization who has hundreds of employees, it's like everybody's got their part to play, but they're all playing that part for a reason. Like you're not just hired to work for no reason. There's an ultimate strategy that you're helping to execute within the organization. There's a goal. There's a strategy. There's a reason why you're working on whatever project that you're working on. There's a reason why you're serving whatever client you're serving. Why did they hire the company? What is it that they want to get? What is the result that they are looking for? And when you understand the result, work backwards from there and figure out how your contribution played into the result. And talk about it. Let's talk about it. <laughs> we need to talk about it more. And so that is the third thing that I see as a mistake that people are making. Ultimately, when you look at all of these, it's really about moving from being in a passive state to being in an active state when it comes to your career development. You get to do so much more to move things forward in a way that's a lot easier than it was then for many people before. And so embrace that and recognize that we have lots of tools at our disposal that can support us with our career development, but we have to be willing to set the intention To be more strategic, we have to be willing to be really thinking about how we want to move things forward, have a vision for where you want your career to go, so we're not just being swayed. Like, in your 20s, when you're first starting out, I get it. I get it. You need to be guided by other people, because you don't even know what's going on. You can't be out here trying to make moves, and you don't actually understand the landscape. But once you understand the landscape, then it's time for you to be like, okay, let's go. Like, great analogy. I was thinking about this this morning. My children are five and seven. And um, I told them to go downstairs and start making their breakfast while I was upstairs. And I came down and there was just this moment where I saw my five-year-old and my seven-year-old standing next to each other, getting out their cereal. One was grabbing the milk. The other one was getting the bowl. The other one was putting the Weetabix in. And they made their breakfast. And I was like, they just, years ago, three years ago, I couldn't even imagine this part. I had to orchestrate breakfast. I had to get up earlier. I had to figure out what it is that they're going to eat. And then I had to put it down and I had to feed them and I had to do all of this. And fast forward, they're doing it on their own. There was a stage where it made sense for them to be guided in the breakfast making and eating. There was a stage for that. But now they're moving into a stage where they can do things on their own, whereby my son's telling me what he wants to eat. And sometimes he's starting making his porridge or like he's actually getting involved and he's leading in what it is that he's going to eat like same thing is happening there but they're eating they were eating then and they're eating now but the way they're going about getting their meal is different before it was guided and dictated by me and now it's them leading and executing and I see that analogy is similar to where we are in our careers at different phases like in your 20s it's like you need to be guided don't really know like what you're making or how to make it. So you're just showing up. You're there and you're consuming and you're doing what it is that you need to do. But in your 30s and as you move out of your 30s and beyond, it's more about you leading. Like I have the ingredients now. I know how this works. I've seen someone make this time and time and time again. I've been involved in the process time and time and time again. And now I know how I like it. My daughter's like, I don't want hot milk anymore. I want cold milk. Okay, have your cold milk. Back then, I was like, you're going to have some more milk in the morning. And so now she's guiding it. She wants to do it how she wants to do it. And with your career, it's the same thing. Like you get to be the CEO, you get to lead, you get to guide where it is you want to go in your career um, if you embrace it. So that is what I want to share with you today. As you can see, I get kind of passionate about this topic and excited about it. I will see you very, very soon. And thanks again for joining. If you know that you want to make a move in your career, but you're getting stuck at the first hurdle and you don't quite know what it is that you want to do, then lean in because the Career Clarity Accelerator is designed just for you, helping you to get unstuck and to get clear on what your best next move is. This self-study program is designed with you in mind and gives you the step-by-step blueprint that you need to follow in order for you to get out of your head, stop going around in circles and get the clarity that you need so you can move forward. If this sounds interesting to you, head over to careerchangemakers.com forward slash cca and find out more about how you can sign up and join this amazing program. I absolutely love hosting this podcast and talking about career-related topics that I think are going to support you in your career journey. A lot of the topics that we talk about are based on conversations that I have with clients or individuals that I speak to on a day-to-day basis, but I want to make sure that what we are sharing is absolutely tailored to you, our amazing listeners. So I'm going to be opening up some slots on my calendar so that I can have quick 15-minute conversations with you to learn more about where you're at in your journey and what time of topics you would like to hear more about. So if you are open to jumping on a call with me and having a quick discussion, I want you to head over to careerchangemakers.com forward slash connect, and we can have a quick listener connection call. And in exchange for your time, you can pick my brains on your most pressing career development challenge. Okay, so head over to careerchangemakers.com forward slash connect, and I look forward to having a quick coffee chat with you. If you enjoyed today's conversation, be sure to subscribe to the show so that you don't miss any future episodes. Also, I would love to know what your biggest takeaway has been from today's episode. Come over and join us in our Career Changemakers community over on LinkedIn so that you can join the conversation there. Head over to lightbotscoaching.com forward slash community and it will take you right to the group. I look forward to seeing you.